Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, January 5th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the latest on negotiations between Kevin McCarthy and the 20 holdouts in his bid to become speaker. Number two, McCarthy's strategy, where things are going next. And number three, Punchbowl News is going to CES. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Feels a little bit like Groundhog's Day here, but we are once again talking about the top story of Kevin McCarthy and his bid to become speaker. Not a lot of movement uh, yesterday, certainly during the day. We talked yesterday about how he needed to get some momentum, uh, and that certainly uh, didn't happen. Uh, just to lay the, f- the ground rules here, the House still doesn't have a speaker. McCarthy still has 20 GOP colleagues who have voted for someone else to be the chamber's top to, to be the chamber's top uh, chief. And uh, it's unclear if, you know, he's moving people. No, but he has made, I wouldn't say significant progress, but yesterday was a good day for him. Um, a good day? Maybe it was a better day. It w- well, all things in, in context here. Um, and if, what you know, <laughs> anything is, he's lost now six ballots in the floor. Okay, so good is very relative, uh, and um, you kind of have to squint your eyes to see the progress that he has made. Um, and uh, but let's take this piece by piece. He won a um, uh, an adjournment vote yesterday. Um, the adjournment vote was a proxy of sorts to stop these debates and um, and. Uh, to stop these votes, rather, these these speaker votes, and to give people more time to talk. He won that. That's a very small victory. It's only because Republic, uh, two Democrats didn't show up. Tony, Tony Cardenas of California and Adriano Espiat of New York. Um, but as McCarthy frequently says, it's better to be lucky than good. Uh, he didn't say that in this instance, at least not to me. But um, uh, number two item of positivity, let's call it, is that the leadership allies and McCarthy have been talking and the talks are moving in a positive direction. Now, will they be fruitful? I don't know. Uh, Who the hell knows? But they haven't forced McCarthy out yet. And Chip Roy is talking to Kevin McCarthy. Now, he's the dude has lost six ballots. I mean, if they wanted to push him out, don't even talk to him. Just say, you're done. I'm not talking to you. You're done. They're not doing that. They have made a lot of offers. Go to the newsletter, punchbowl.news, to check it out, um, to understand what exactly they have offered, um, but uh, what McCarthy has offered. But this is a... Um, there's been there's still talking there's been some positivity and we'll see where that goes we broke last night that this is the third good sign that club for growth the uh uh you know it's gop whatever conservative outside group i guess has cut a deal with clf the um the mccarthy aligned super PAC that will pave the way for club to drop their opposition to Kevin McCarthy's speakership and support him. CLF will no longer spend money in open seat safe Republican primaries. 
It's a big deal. It's a realignment of the political space, and it's a big win for conservatives. Um, so, listen, this is all about getting from day one to day two to day three to day four, and you need to show progress every day. Um, and McCarthy was able to do that yesterday. That's, I mean, as again, if they wanted nothing to do with him and they just wanted him out. Now, there are people who just want him out. Bo Burton Gates, Lauren Bo Burton, Matt Gates just want this dude out. But they're talking to him. The other, and McCarthy had to, as we said yesterday, one more thing. As we said yesterday, McCarthy had to split the conservatives. He had to get, he had to put a wedge between Chip Roy and Bo Burton Gates. He's successfully done that. Potentially, by the fact, just the fact that they're talking, not the fact yes. that he has given, yes. he has gotten anyone's support. I just think it's important because, the, yes, he has he has lived to survive, you know, to survive another day in this fight, but he still has a Herculean task ahead of him. And it is unclear. I think one of the biggest questions that always remains is, you know, when you're negotiating with all these people, what he has not been able to do is he's given up a lot, but he's not closed a lot of deals where he's been able to shift these folks to actually supporting him or voting present. So that is the the biggest question, right? Like, yes, it's it's fine. They're still talking. Both sides are talking. That's a good sign. There's been some movement. He's st he's still losing all of the votes. Um, and the question I think at some point is like, what more or or you know when when will it ever be enough? And what more does he have to give? And we're gonna have to see where or are there gonna be any hard lines that he draws? And you know, at what point? You know, I mean, we're. We're several days in here, um, and we're not going to go too deep into this, but there's a lot of consequences about the fact that the House has not you know, instituted itself. It doesn't have order. There's whole issues around investigations in terms of national security issues that our uh, colleague Andrew Desiderio goes into uh, as well that are just, you know, at some point, you know, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens today because he's got to close the deal. That is, the at the end of the day, being speaker is getting votes and he has not done that yet no he's not and furthermore um it's still on it's still more likely than not that he is not speaker <laughs> that someone else is speaker right that's that seems to me to be obvious right there it seems to it is more likely that somebody else will become speaker than kevin mccarthy we don't know who that person is but mccarthy has he survived. You know, I, I I think I've said this before. One aide said to me, a senior aide, a Republican aide said, I believe in three things. God, the superiority of the U.S. Navy and Kevin McCarthy's abilities to, to survive. And this is not, you know, this is a. This could test that. that, that, that yeah, system. I mean, we'll see. I believe in God. I, I don't not a, I'm not an expert of the U.S. naval forces, but I mean, I think they're superior to the rest of the world. And, you know, McCarthy, we will see. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning, which just dives deeper into 
this drama of McCarthy's strategy and what he has to do next. Um, there are several things that, you know, he is doing, his allies are continuing to do. Um, we mentioned a couple of them, right, which is this kind of division, divide, ignore, ignore Boebert and Gates, focus on Chip Roy. That's clearly where the action is. Um, also just lowering the temperature. The fact that, you know, when you look at kind of where he switched on Monday from kind of McCarthy being this kind of, you know, jovial, I'm going to make this is all going to get done to that closed door conference meeting where the temperature raised and he kind of tried to play hardball and a lot of his allies did too. That backfired, Jake. It did. And he had to reset the conversation and he successfully to a degree did so um, on uh, by by kind of getting some emissaries to uh, to be involved. People like Bruce Westerman, French Hill, Tom Emmer. Tom Cole, etc. Um, as I, we talked about a minute ago, the other dynamic he's successfully employed, uh, de- deployed is to ignore Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates. I mean, they're invited to these meetings, but these people aren't in play. Um, and uh, a lot of rumors going around that Chip Roy wants the chairmanship of the Rules Committee. I'm not sure I buy that, but there's a lot of talks going on. McCarthy was able to talk to uh, Anna Paulina Luna or, or invited her to talk in his office. Um you know, this is all about, you know, McCarthy said yesterday, I crawl before I walk. I walk before I run. Um, he's I guess he's doing that right now. I mean, this is a this is he's going to have to give up the store. And remember, Anna, I just want to say one more thing here. And it's not about pizza or chicken sandwiches, although I'm sure these people are being well fed. Uh, um, a he has to. He has to not only get Roy, I mean, he can only afford four defections. Um, he 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 not only needs to bring people to his side, he needs to neutralize opposition, get them to vote present in a lot of ways, if for in, in a lot of senses. That's number one. Number two, for everything he gives away, there's going to be an opposite reaction on the in the middle of the conference. So there's no guarantee if he cuts these this deal with these moderates or th- with these conservatives that the rest of the conference is going to agree. The bet that McCarthy is making is that they want him to be speaker so bad that they swallow a crappy deal that empowers conservatives to do this again and to hold people hostage again. We shall see. All right. Another day, another uh, drama here in House Republic in the House Republican Conference. Let's move on to the number three story this morning for us. Uh, Punchable News is heading to Vegas for CES. We are a media partner at the annual Premier Technology and Public Policy Conference. Uh, Our very own Brendan Peterson, who covers financial services for us, is going to be dialed in particularly when it comes to crypto. Uh, And they're going to be having a lot of conversations about the energy use, how digital wallets should be designed. Um, We're going to be also covering pretty closely what the lawmakers are saying when it comes to the future of cybersecurity, uh, potential for the federal government to foster real innovation uh, going forward. Always some really interesting conversations. Looking forward to that partnership uh, once again. And, uh, you know, know it's going to have some interesting things that we'll be covering throughout today and tomorrow during this annual conference. And what other thing, Jake, 
Uh, we have our first event of the year. We are hosting an event at the U.S. Conference of Mayors 91st Winter Meeting on Tuesday, January 17th at 5 p.m. You can find out all about uh, the conversation I'm going to be having with a mayor about the big issues facing local government and what can happen at the local level when there's a divided Congress. Uh, find out about the details on that at our events hub. And with that, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, please share about The Daily Punch. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter to get all of the details on what Jake and I talk about on this podcast at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.